This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, it's Jim. A few days ago, Carl Pfeiffer, John McEdward, and myself went out into the field and recorded, shot, edited, scored two videos for the Euphemet Patreon. Patrons can see this video at patreon.com slash euphemet. What you'll hear now is the audio version of this video. This is a thank you to the patrons who have supported this show for so very long, and we hope you enjoyed this experiment. Luminality is the in-between, a space in which, unmapped, becomes a place of obsession and lore, a memory of one small crack on a sphere, its own surface refusing to be made flat. Without distortion, once a plane, now merely a projection of the unknown. I'm Jim Perry, and this is In Liminal. Conversation somewhere in between. Some may know my friend Garrett Kelly as the kindly creator of Liminal Earth, this crowdsourced digital map of amazing experiences. But what some don't know is he's an absolute wild genius when it comes to developing new technology for paranormal experiments. DIY, very strange, artful. His designs, thoughts, and aims are for an open-source paranormal world, and I've been invited into his lab to experience it for myself. You know, this experience is really interesting, and I'm glad you're the first one that I'm trying this out with, because it's a new thing. It's a new territory, and it's been an entire day. No. I mean, longer than that, a day of like sort of getting here, Mm -hmm. of assembling the gear, of assembling Carl and John, Mm -hmm. assembling what we were going to do. The pandemic in some ways was a lot easier, my friend. (laughs) (laughs) Right, right. Since, um, Since we're all back out in the world now, how do you feel like that has affected your work in phenomenology? in studying and playing with the phenomenon. Is it different now than when we were all kind of shut off and shut away? For me, it's not much different because I'm still like a hermit and I'm not quite out in the world as much anyways. I mean, ever since I moved out here too, I'm kind of sheltered. So I'm not doing stuff um, in person as much even. 
But um, we have been doing the WUFO thing for over a year now that came out of the pandemic. So in that way, um, I mean, that's still continuing doing that online way of doing like group seance kind yeah. of things. Um, yeah. I mean, in some ways I'm still still in that pandemic mindset, I guess. Yeah. What do you, I mean, do you think you're ever going to break out of that like specific mindset or do you think that's just the new reality? I mean, you've crossed into something <laughs> else here. I like the hermit vibes. I like yeah. being in my little basement and I don't know. I think I, I felt, I realized, yeah, I just like, uh, got rid of all the FOMO. Of, yeah. What, what going, did you, you were going on with something? What did you realize? You think? What did I realize? Yeah. Um, um, <laughs> I don't know. I, that it was okay to like be in your space or yeah, something, right? Yeah, yeah. Is that it? Like when like, you were in I Seattle, just, like you were, I mean, I was there was very, pressure yeah. and there was, it was yeah. a social element. You had a radio station mm -hmm. and uh, of course, DJs like, in yeah. my house, like DJs all the time. in your house. Yeah. yeah. Tor uh, Lars Ulrich's dad, Tor or Torben Ulrich, you know him? Uh-huh. The uh, drummer Metallica's yeah. dad. He was in my house one time. Because we were doing the radio, and I came downstairs, and there's this, like, wizard with this long beard. Yeah. You know, people making breakfast at our house. I'm like, yeah. I mean, that was cool. Yeah. But that was also funk bands at 10 yeah, a.m. Yeah. or yeah. whatever, too, to wake me up. <laughs> so so those are the kind of things that push you out of a city right. into small peninsulas. Now we're just in a quiet spot, and I like being yeah. at home with my family. and Yeah. You know, I'll do weird stuff on the internet. But yeah, I go yeah. out, you know, I go out in this natural area around here. So yeah. I can do that kind of stuff. And actually in the pandemic, I was so, I was feeling a little bit like everyone was feeling weird, you know. Mm -hmm. And so I saw it was watching TikTok and I decided to go make a TikTok and that became a whole thing. Of you, like, you killed TikTok yeah. in a way that I can't even imagine my brain trying to manage. Yeah. I mean, you guys tried to help me with it and I just like couldn't, <laughs> yeah. I like couldn't keep up. It's like something that you have to have a very unique energy for, I think, mm. or just be younger than I am. Mm. And like, that was an awakening for me. Like, yeah, maybe it's okay that I'm not on this platform too. Maybe <laughs> right. I'm an Instagram guy and that's okay. <laughs> um, <clears throat> I feel the same way. I think that, we learned a lot about ourselves during that time. We, some of us experimented and tested out what life could be afterwards. But I think I've had like a hard time figuring out what those next steps are and being a person in real life again mm -hmm. in a weird way. I'm different than I was before. Mm -hmm. I really am. And it's hard to come to that realization that, you're, that you realize that you've changed and you changed very quickly. Yeah. And... Uh, not to say that it's a positive thing or a negative thing. I think it's just a thing. And I think a lot of people are still kind of going through that. And it reminds me of the closest thing I can compare it to within context of my life is a paranormal experience. Mm -hmm. It's an experience of seeing something that you have no fucking idea why that happened or how it could have even happened. And, oh, my God, am I going crazy? Right. To now your life has changed because it did happen to you. That's the only thing I can compare it to, mm -hmm. like the whole experience and coming out the other side. And I, I mean, it makes me think of you a lot and your work in liminality. Mm -hmm. And because you kind of love that space, like that's the space you kind of like right. building myths around and worlds and inviting people to participate in. Mm -hmm. And I suppose like, I don't know, um, 
have what's your perspective on that it reminds me of this time like there was a snowstorm in seattle and the bus was stuck and it, yeah. it was like oh you know just like interrupts everything you know mm-hmm. but then i got really i love i do like thrive in that time when uh-huh. everything like you know it's like this like what now kind yeah. of time you know like that is exciting i mean the co- covid was fucked up yeah <laughs> was, right was, yeah, yeah i'm yeah. not there's it's horrible. I'm yeah, not, like, not thankful trying, yeah, to go exactly. back to we're COVID not, or something. Yeah, yeah, exactly. We're not, the good old days. <laughs> but yeah. I do, I do like, it didn't impact me a, a lot, I think. Mm-hmm. Like, I it, I kind of did, like, find internal things and staying at home and, like, different. I was okay with the, that change, you yeah. know, and I realized I did, like, aspects of being, not going out and being this social. I think I get drained when I'm around a lot of people. Yeah. I like people. I really love other people, but I, I was doing all these shows and stuff, and I just feel like my energy gets zapped. So, I kind of liked that time, especially like my my own personal time to be internal. So yeah, I don't know. Uh, when we did that Euphemet feature on you, it was right before all that stuff kicked off, and it was sort of like the last breath of, you know, modern normalcy right then. Mm-hmm. And you were already on that trip of sinking back into something a little bit more distant, mm-hmm. a little bit away from people. You moved out here. And a lot of what that episode of yours, I think, was, and that feature was the narrative. The narrative was, you know, you're being pushed out of the city, but you're also embracing that and you're creating something new out of it. Mm-hmm. And you're taking something like Liminal Earth and the map and you're remythologi- You're helping others remythologize their areas, such as you did here in mm-hmm. this place. What do you think is like, if, if this was like a, a you know, uh, a straight up, you know, this, this is them now kind of a uh-huh. <laughs> kind of thing, I guess... You know, and of course, you've been on Night Drift and stuff since then. What are some of the things that you think have changed about you from that time? Hmm. Well, let me think. (laughs) I I mean, I really have got into that whole re-mythologizing the landscape thing. Like, I think that that... The, moving to Bremerton is almost like a test case for that, like mm-hmm. learning the history of this place that you're in. Because, you know, a lot of people who grew up here, they're kind of over it. But I'm, like, excited. <laughs> like, what? You know, what, that's L. Ron Hubbard's house? Or, what? you know, like, yeah. like I'm excited about all the little details and finding things that people have forgotten. And I think, you know, doing TikTok during the pandemic, like, I found out there was that park that's behind my house over here that's been abandoned for 15 years. And then there's, like, and so I started filming that and talking about that. And then the neighbor said, oh, I saw a raccoon go down the slide. And I was like, what? So I like <laughs> put a trail cam in there and I continue to like invest in this park that's just empty. Mm-hmm. And then I made this TikTok at the same park where I had people come there in their dreams and try to find an object that was in the, the park. And and then like that blew up. All these people were having dreams about this park and saying they saw my shadow self there and all kinds of stuff. And then, like, the city council, I, I tried to pitch the city council that that should be a dream park and that should be, like, what that park is used for now. Uh-huh. Like, people just go there in their dreams and uh-huh. it's like a silent park. <laughs> but it's like it's like that kernel of, like, just like, I heard there's an abandoned park. Now it's a raccoon park. Now it's a dream park. Now it's maybe a sanctioned city <laughs> dream park. You know, it's just, right. like, re-mythologizing and, like, building on a, 
place or a, a little kernel of a weird story about a, a place. Yeah. And just building myths or, or kind of around that and mm-hmm. like magic. Yeah. I'm really into that and like finding ways that you, it's it's almost LARPing, but like tr- mm-hmm. it kind of borders on real or not, you know? Mm-hmm. I don't know what that, that, that we, I'm really yeah. into that little, I know sometimes it's like just play or like yeah. imagination. Yeah. But it's like sometimes like when you're in that mode, weird things do happen. Yeah. You know, like the whole uh, Philip experiment yeah, kind yeah. of thing, you know? L- lapping. LARPing. Like L- live. No, we'll call it l- lapping. Lap, yeah. Live, live action. action paranormal play. <laughs> I like this. We'll okay. It. I'm going to yeah. use that. Lapping. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah. You talk about. Um, well, yeah. Talk. talk to, tell me a little bit about this because this, like, kind of. Um, Oh, this stuff dips into what you're saying about you're not just like sort of now remythologizing places, but you're you're remythologizing. I mean, uh, biology <laughs> items. Yeah. Uh, you're making potions and stuff now. Yeah, this is Jeremy and I are working on this stuff. Um, who do, Jeremy does the map with me as well. Um, yeah, this is some beaver spit. Can I pick this up? Yeah, he collected. Um, there's a beaver near his house that felled a tree and. There's like all the little wood chips, and he's yeah. like, "Whoa, well, that has definitely has a beaver spit on it." So like maybe we could use this for like a spell, you know? About you know, beavers are like re mythology; they're kind of like re changing the landscape or whatever. And oh, like, interesting. You know, so there's like spells you could do around like reshaping and oh, you know, interesting. And since like naturally, like within their ecosystem, they're already doing that. Yeah, you're kind of using that energy, but no. Kind of like hijacking their mystical. <laughs> you're rejecting their biological process for mystical purposes. Yeah. Duh. So the beavers are like a divination tool. Right. Yeah. The man. <laughs> totally. Yeah. That's wild. And then um, you told me that there's like some sort of introduction to to AI within this process. Well, that that actually, uh, you know, we said. We asked AI, ChatGPT specifically, we said, hey, we have some beaver spit. Can you help us write a spell that has to do with beaver spit? You know, and it's, I think that that kind of purpose is like, we've been finding good results through that, you know? Kind of really? as almost like a sounding board and like... What are some, what are some of the results that you've been finding? What's what's an instance that Well, <clears throat> I've been telling... I think I told you about... Um, I had this idea for like... A, like summoning spirits in a parking lot. That's mm-hmm. one. So I was like, because I'm just thinking about like that dream park, you know, it's like, this yeah. is a park that's been sitting there for 15 years empty. It is totally liminal. Like there's, it has no idea what it wants to be. It's just sitting there as a square that has no purpose. Yeah. Um, and so like, can, can we enchant that? And so I was thinking about that and I was like, oh, there's all these parking lots. Yeah. And like, can what if we tried to, you know, like kind of invent or like um, summon whatever you want to, you yeah. know, uh, some kind of parking lot spirit. And so I put these ideas into ChatGPT, like, hey, I want to do this. Like, what's some divination methods so we could do that? And, you know, it was like tarot cards and, you know, like pendulums. I'm like, wait, wait, imagine you don't have any of that stuff. You're just in the parking lot. What could you do? And it came up with this idea for license plate bibliomancy okay so so you asked ai yeah. you asked chat gpt yeah what can you do in this parking lot 
because you didn't want to in, include tarot or other right. popular methods. And then it responds to you. Yeah. And it says, why you could do this license plate bibliomancy where like the letters have to do with like an attribute of the, the thing you're talking to. And then like if it's a, a number after that, it's, it's the power level of that attribute. So like what? so like L might be like like a lover, but it'd be a one. The next letter would be a one, so yeah. it's like a low. It's Which not, means not, like, not, not a lover. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Bad like, lover. Yeah, 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 yeah. One night stand. <laughs> right. Not not recommended. It right. was it got weird. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I was just like, whoa. I mean, maybe I would have come up with that, but it's so cool that it's like, yeah. here are these elements and like it kind of put things together. Like, right. oh, we can do this. It said like you could use the cracks in the ground to like um you know, it gave me like a table. Like we worked for a while, but it made me like a table of like, if you see a, a, a crack in the asphalt that's like a Y, that means this. And yeah. if it's like an L shape, it means this. Or, yeah. You know, so yeah. I've been building all these things and kind of, you know, it's not always great, but if you keep talking to it and like going down the rabbit hole with yeah. it. Um, Do you feel there was a time where, you know, Wizards, for example, mystic men or women or individuals who that was their job was providing some sort of mystical process for people to navigate through the world, right? Mm -hmm. Do you do you feel you're kind of doing the same thing here? Because they also had like sort of sigils with sticks and symbols that would occur or using natural elements in this uh -huh. way. Just so happens that you're using this different function that is technology to really kind of give people, I mean, it's a, it's an oracle process really, yeah. right? Uh -huh. It's like more of an oracle process in what you're doing. And what do you think like some of the, uh, what's some of the value in it you think? Could you imagine <laughs> someone like going into a parking lot at a, a Dollar Tree and uh, with with an idea of what they wanted to maybe gain from what whatever that is, and instead of like drawing a deck, uh -huh. like pulling three cards, they did something like this. I I don't know. I I, <laughs> I don't know the purpose of it. I just yeah. like doing it. Um, I well, think... that's what this gets into, though, right? It's uh -huh. like kind of the belief of this, uh -huh. and that. If you lean into some of these process, people like yourself have experienced results of things lining up sometimes. Right. Right? And so that leads you to believe that the more processes you make in this way, like using these things to like divine some right. you know, information, has the ability, if you believe into it and you put that energy into it, to potentially also work as well. Yeah, and I don't know how it works or what. Right. I don't know the mechanism, right. but it seems like it does. So right. I just want to keep. I want. I want like tons of pareidolia machines, like yeah, tons yeah. of, and not always technology, but things that generate like yeah. weird things, and then you connect them and right. like blow your mind. Right. Like I want things that do that. You know, like the yeah. spirit box is one of those things yeah. where people hear like random things and then they make connections and they tell mm -hmm. a story afterwards and. I want more things like that. Can you know, like the, even like the fluorophone is yeah. the plant talker thing is where the, <laughs> the plant, so you know, good. yeah, like that is just, it's like another pareidolia yeah. machine. But then like there's a story about no talking to the, to that. Yeah, that, no, that, thing thing is, <laughs> that thing is talking. Yeah. Well, it I mean, was like, live on the radio, sir. It did say weird stuff when we were it talking. It did. It was fun. It was like, you asked it, uh, what you, you asked it, um, 
what should we eat if we if plants are conscious like this? And it said to eat air. Yeah. <laughs> so eat I thought air. that was pretty funny. It's um, pretty good. A comedian. Yeah. <laughs> I heard there's a lot of writers on strike now. Oh, jeez. I just <laughs> dated this content. <laughs> It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Your brain needs support, and new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L theanine, and caffeine, Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Pareidolia. Yeah. Do you want to explain a little bit about that that term, that concept, and what, what that kind of means? Well, I'm not a psychologist, and I don't know technically everything. I you had a doctor in yeah, front of your name. But, like, you know, like, it's like uh, seeing patterns in, like, noise mm-hmm. and, like, you know, like the like an ink block test where it's, like, they have the ink that looks like a crab or what, you know, people see like a crab or a bat or like their mom or whatever, Mm -hmm. you know, in that same noise. And I think that that is an interesting, and people use that as a like debunking excuse for what is happening. But I think it's like something to like sink into. Like, why do you see, why did that image come to you? Yeah. Why did you saw that? Like when you pull tarot cards, I, you know, like you, you can say it's fate for that card, but like what I think is interesting is like what what that card makes you think of that like helps you reflect on that thing. You know, it's it's almost like it's not exactly like pareidolia, but it's the same kind of thing. You see, you felt some kind of thing when you saw that card. Mm-hmm. You saw you made some connection in your head. Why did why is that the thing mm-hmm. that you do? You, you know, your subconscious It's like a way to tap yeah. into your subconscious. All this stuff, I think. And your intuition. Okay. I think that so that's you, what it's doing. So you believe that, like, that what what we are seeing is all of this is various ways that we're tapping into our consciousness, even if it is uh, pareidolia. Someone using that to debunk something isn't really debunking it in in your mind, as I'm, in they're just describing. Well, yeah, that pattern recognition is just another way to tap into like what your consciousness is, like divination of some sort. Yeah, I mean, not always. I mean, I'm not. Discounting that people are okay. really seeing things too, but yeah, absolutely, but, you know, I don't. But think this you is are. just the what part. Just saying is like I'm going into. Yeah, yeah exactly. I mean. Like that's that's helping. I mean, in a way, it doesn't matter if it's pareidolia or not because it's yeah. tapping into the same whatever that is. Maybe potentially, <laughs> yeah. right? If if if, for example, participating in this and agreeing to participate in it, like it's taking you to that door, just like mm. the other thing, mm-hmm. like the pattern that you saw that maybe is not paranormal, but. Brought you to that place where then, uh, here's the thing is like I get tripped up on and like I'm a little sensitive to, I think, is that are the people that just will use that to debunk everything, right? Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. here's pareidolia. That's right. all it is. There's nothing else here. Um, and uh, I wonder what you think about that. Like are you a person that when folks 
try to debunk things just like, ah, just nothing. Does that irritate you or are you, you know, sort of not affected by it as much? It's just not what I care about at all. Mm -hmm. I mean, I think there's value in that, especially for me, who is like a scaredy cat. Like I want to know sometimes like (laughs) the real explanation for why, you know, not real, but like a a scientific sound explanation for why Mm -hmm. I'm hearing growling outside or whatever, you know? So like I, I respect that. I think it's good, but it's just not, I don't care about it. Like I'm not interested in like, real like getting real evidence and like being yeah like i'm more interested in from like a artistic or like yeah like a mystical you know like i don't care if it's real or not i want it to you know i want it to be i just want to (laughs) have i just want fun i don't know but i don't also don't there are times when it's just like i cannot explain like i called you that one time when i was panicking i don't know if you remember yeah, it's like, how, it's, like i had this tell t- me a little bit about it <laughs> well this is during the pandemic and i had went to well this parking lot where there's the phone booth and i had called the phone booth i just picked up the phone booth and it wasn't there was no dial tone so i was like i'm gonna make a interdimensional phone call and so i dialed <laughs> random number and i was As like one would yeah <laughs> and i was like hey if there's any entities out there who want to make contact with me like i'm ready and waiting you know, and I hung it up. And then, like, maybe I think it was, like, 14 days later, um, Bex and I went to this um, – we went to this kind of abandoned cemetery. And we were out there doing, like, you know, talking – Estes Method, and we were, like, talking to the spirits there and all kinds of stuff. And this is at the time I'm doing the dream park and everything. Yeah. And So the, you're, like, really – yeah, we were doing all kinds of stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then, like, the next morning, I woke up, and this woman that I don't really know that well, I've never met her. She's on Twitter. I hadn't talked to her in, like, months. She's like, hey, um, I had a dream about you last night. And I was like, oh, that's weird, because, you know, we're doing the dream park stuff, and yeah. she, she doesn't know anything about that. That I was like, that's weird. She's having dreams. She's having random dreams about me, too, and has no idea I'm doing this ex- dream experiment. And she's like, yeah, I had this dream, and um, I was with my husband. I was driving through a cemetery, and I was trying not to hit any of the gravestones. And I was like, this is the next morning after Bex and I were in that cemetery, and no one knew we were there. Oh, my gosh. And then she's like, I came over to your house, and you, I was feeling sick, so you put something over my head, like a sheet, so I couldn't see anything. And then you put these headphones on my ears. And they were playing all this like random noise, and I couldn't understand oh what was gosh. happening. And then you were trying to talk to me through the headphones, and it was like mirroring everything that we had done the day before in that park. Oh my god! And I was like, "What?" Like I, I get chills now thinking about like, yeah. how did this person know we were doing all that? You know, or like those similarities, I could not make like a rational explanation for why. You know, because. I just don't understand how that person, Yeah, you know, and, and it was the same, it was that night, you know, so I don't know. It's just like really <laughs> weird to me. Like it freaked me out. Like, yeah. cause it felt to me like it was the answer to that phone call from that mm-hmm. phone booth. Yeah. It was like, I saw you in that cemetery yesterday, you know, like I'm going to reply through this person who lives in Indiana. Yeah. Right. <laughs> like, I don't, I thought that was weird. That was just weird. I don't know. Maybe there, I don't know. It's just making, you know, cause like, 
play with this goofy stuff with like beaver spit, but you know, I'm like, ha ha, like LARP and <laughs> paranormal stuff. And then like yeah. this happened, I'm like, whoa, I called you. I'm like, I'm freaking out. Yeah. Call me, call me down. Yeah. Yeah. In a gas station parking lot at the edge of town, the phone booth. Uh, so was this working when you did it? No, there's no dial tone when I did it. And what did you do? Uh, I just left a message for, I said, um, calling all entities or spiritual beings that... Here, how did you do it? And I just said, um, let's see. I don't know if I want to fucking call back from them though. It freaked me out as much last time. <clears throat> so if this is Garrett calling again, um, you, you got back to me about uh, seeing me in the Seabeck Cemetery and returning your call. Um, yeah, I just wonder if there's any spiritual beings or or entities that want to communicate with me and send a message back. This is me putting a call out for you and getting an astral voicemail. Uh, I'm here and uh, ready to rec receive your message. That's basically what I did. And then I hung up and then I waited a couple of days. I waited, I think it was 14 days. So I don't know if that's how long it takes to get come back. Right. Or this slow to check their messages or what? Right, right. There's a yeah, 14 day delay yeah. in voicemail received. <laughs> right. Do you wanna you should make your call now too? Oh, okay. Um what should I say? I don't know. Do you have a similar question or I'm reaching out to a multidimensional entity perhaps? I think so. <laughs> Jim, I am calling you to maybe touch base. Uh, I think you talked to my friend Garrett, who you maybe have sent a message through kind of space and time to be received only in the dream state. And it's interesting, and maybe you'll find this interesting, or maybe not. Uh, first thing I thought of when I picked up this, this receiver was proof of life after death. I don't know what that means. I really don't even care much about that topic, but for some reason, that's just what I thought about. So, I don't think I need to receive proof of that because that may involve something I am not comfortable with. Like, I do, like, please, maybe there's an abstract, artful way you could suggest why I picked up on that first thing. Thank you, I feel very vulnerable at this moment. But, uh, thank you. I feel like I made a big mistake. <laughs> I just immediately realized what I was asking for, uh -huh. and that for proof of such things, is that gonna require my death? No, no, definitely not. Oh, man. <laughs>
feel like I'm really. Good. It's not delicious. Should I just make a call for a pizza instead? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, I would. I would. Well, because like you said, like you're 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 a self-described scaredy cat. Oh, big time. I mean, yeah. like it's funny because I I feel like you could comment on this if you want or not, but like to me, it feels like you are exercising a lot of that stuff through this spooky work, mm-hmm. and the, the, like a part of it is like I think I don't know, like as your friend, I think feel like some of this is therapeutic for you right. because it's giving you a way to like kind of control a little bit what those fears are, don't you think? Yeah, I have a recording actually of Amber and us talking about this. She's like, "You like to be scared all the time." I'm like, "No, I do not." And she's like, <laughs> "She's like, yeah, I guess you're right. I guess like you do all this stuff because." It makes you make up this, you get to make up the story of what's happening mm-hmm. instead of it like being confusing and like kind of controlling mm-hmm. <laughs> through fear, you know, like I, maybe that's why I'm so interested in like the, like kind of storytelling aspect and the like imagination aspect of like being able to, I don't like where that bad trip's going. I'm going to reroute yeah. it and tell a new story from yeah. that. Um, yeah. Instead of making it, you know, I'm not going to do the scary thing. So mm-hmm. it's a way to wield it a little bit and like have some control. Because I used to feel w- way out of control about it. Like I was nervous. We talked about this, but <laughs> we saw the guy, the the sightings um, director. Oh yeah. And we I told him like, you ruined my childhood. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All those like alien videos. Right. With those of the alien videos and stuff <laughs> like that. And we were talking about sightings today in the car coming yeah. up here and about how how things like that did affect us in our childhood so yeah. much. And, you know, I, I mean, what is fear, right? Like, I think for some people it is, I'll speak for myself, fear for me is lack of control, I think. Mm-hmm. It's probably why I'm straight edge and stuff. Yeah. Because, like, I, that's a real fear of me. It's like losing a sense of control. And so when that's the, you know, the so-called reality that we live in, right? That's interesting. Because um, that, I feel like exactly the same. That is... I, fear of control that's exactly how i would say it like i really terrified of that and that's I think what i that, started the podcast because of that yeah. to like help try to figure out and put a lens to some of this stuff so i could understand some of it or maybe not i don't know like you're enamored by sometimes what you're afraid of as well yeah but dude, we weren't talking about like some of those fundamental images of, and i forgot to say this like when i was talking to whitley in his interview but i wanted to say like Dude, come on. The communion cover. Why'd you do that to everyone? <laughs> totally. Yeah. Why'd you completely fuck us like that for our entire lives? You've made so many dumb podcasters yeah. like me and people making beaver yeah. spit potions and you're, just because of your dumb book cover that we yeah. couldn't control. <laughs> So I don't know, like, uh, yeah, that resonates with me in terms of how to kind of find a space to control what your own narrative in this is. And I think it's really impressive and exciting to see you helping shape narratives where there isn't any, Mm -hmm. because what you're doing is you're creating a different form of paranormal reality Mm -hmm. in one that is, I guess, like more artful and expressive and open to exploration and not not so scary i mean Mm. even with with um you know with liminal earth's wufo uh when you guys do that uh it has the ability to invite people into a process of 
trying to, you know, search for UFOs and stuff, but not in kind of a... Not in the way, usually. Like, the tone that there usually is present. Or, like, making cookies and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> so like yeah. Doing that kind of th- thing. Yeah. And, you know, we, we've been using AI for that, too, recently. Oh, my God. Because so <laughs> I saw... I got really into these, like, um, like um, solo role-playing games. Uh-huh. Where it's kind of like the parking lot thing, where it's like, mm-hmm. um, you know, use some dice to, like, kind of play this game but you're kind of writing a story as you go along yeah so that's kind of where the parking lot thing came from mm-hmm. but um sorry oh so i saw someone using ChatGPT to be the dungeon master mm-hmm. in like a role-playing game i was like oh well we should do that for wufo we should have ChatGPT be the aliens or whatever mm-hmm. that we're talking to mm-hmm. so we did a whole session with like all the people you know all the people at home and we we're talking to like this entity um, in the Lynx constellation through ChatGPT, and it, part of the thing is that it would tell one of us specifically, okay, Jeremy, you roll dice and do like a magic sentence, or like now it's Garrett's turn to do like a tarot reading or whatever to like kind of tell weave the story. So mm-hmm. like ChatGPT was playing the role of the the kind of entity for us. Yeah. Um, and we've been doing that. We just we we're trying to replicate the Philip experiment. Same thing. We're, we're having Philip be the ghost. The ghost of Philip be ChatGPT. Like ChatGPT oh is like playing the role. And we did it the other day with John. Did it, and uh, we were like, you know, talking to it, building the story with it, like trying to kind of replicate the experiment. And then uh, we like we're trying to get it to knock in our houses. And there is like a weird. Like we, in the thing we, it's all intentionally like fake and imaginary, like yeah. that we're coming up with. But then like, there is this weird voice that comes through the recording that we're like, what? Oh my gosh! But so it's like, I don't. I mean, I think we got like weird results, even though we're totally goofing off, like yeah. you know, and just using AI to yeah. do it all. So, uh, tell me a little bit about Philip's experiment. Yeah, this is like in the 70s, they had this experiment where they invented this not real fictional person, made up a whole backstory, and then they would have seances to try to communicate with it. And at first it didn't work. I think they did it for a long time, this little group. And then they started like, you know, really getting into the seance mode, I think, and really like playing. And it started like the table started, they'd have things where the table moved and real effect and like real I think they got real like answers that were kind of like from Philip or whatever Um, allegedly they had independent investigators go in and try to debunk the process and no one was able ever like able ever to and I mean it's to me the same thing it's like it's fun even Mm -hmm. if it's not I don't know the real science behind it but but I like going into that let's let's just see what happens when we, we try that do you think that uh, you're a part of the problem with AI? <laughs> is, that what, is that what you wrote down? <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I, I have tons of problems with the AI stuff. You know, just like how you helped elect Donald Trump oh, as president. <laughs> you, with you're going to get into that? Too. <laughs> uh, I, I think the AI stuff does have a lot of problems, like especially like the... There was, like, the people that were in charge of the trust and safety, you know, like, dealing with, like, 
horrible content that was coming through. Yeah. Like, and they were farming it out to like African workers at really mm-hmm. low wages, and they have to see these disgusting images. And like, there's tons of issues with all of that. Yeah. And like, of course, all the problems with like artists and art. And mm-hmm. I, I do have issues with that. Yeah. So I don't, yeah, I don't know. Probably am part of the problem though, because I th- <laughs> I think I want some of the thing I I like um, working, you know, working with it, synthesizing mm-hmm. things in new ways, um, having it do. Like I love having it be our. It doesn't have to be AI. This doesn't have to do this, but I love the AI can like just make be, make decisions about okay you. Yeah, I want you to do divination. I want you to like be this kind right. of leader that's independent of us. Yeah, well, what's interesting about it is you're using it as a tool uh, just as prominent parapsychologists do today with random number generation. Mm-hmm. You're using it as a random idea, idea generator, yeah. you know? And, I mean, how do you best experiment and test some of the stuff and – and play with it. Well, you having that outside force really helps because so much of it potentially is, you know, perhaps uh, liable to suggestion. Right? When you have that outside force, you do start tapping into something different. I think. Yeah. You know, like it's weird. It almost feels like a weird assistant that's there. Also, like we've been using it to like, oh, someone's doing like a spirit box or whatever, and they're getting these words, and I'm like, hey, do you see any connections between these words? Mm-hmm. And it, you know it will maybe see something that we are missing yeah. um, or make some weird connection between things that we totally were. I think that's fun. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I want, I want to do more of that kind of thing. I, I, I'm interested in for that sake. I think it, I don't, I'm not interested in it for like writing my essays or whatever, you know, <laughs> <laughs> but I, I like this. I like this aspect of it because it, it is almost like, parad- it almost acts like pareidolia. It's, yeah. it has seen patterns and mm-hmm. things and, and made conclusions. So yeah. like what how far do you think this is an abstract question, but it's and also like you're completely free to wildly speculate, so feel free. <laughs> but how far do you think you're going to be able to take your experimentation with something like AI as it stands now? Do you have plans in the works right now for things that you want to try with it? And where do you think that goes as, you know, as its role on you know, uh, the study of the phenomenon. Well, I think you, you've you talked to me about some stuff. About well, like, I've given you an order to <laughs> make me a, a, paranormal, a, a paranormal AI assistant. Yeah, actually, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm on this waiting list because it, you can actually give it like a spreadsheet of data. Oh, fantastic. And then like draw me some charts from this. And I really want like, you know, here's all the, the entries from the liminal earth map. Here's mm-hmm. a bunch of stuff from, I don't know, MUFON or whatever. Yeah. You know, like, here, find some connections. You know, here's all the coal mines in, in the United States. Mm-hmm. You know, like, find some connections between the, you know. Yeah. Um, I think that's where the stuff is really, yeah. code or, mm-hmm. you know, you can do this in minutes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, like, maybe it will see weird data that you not, people are missing. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's the potential for that is really exciting. Yeah. Uh, do you find that you are, I mean, you're obviously an early adopter to some of this technology and, and like by trade, you're, you're a coder, right? Yeah. So does anyone in your, you know, sort of normal life, you know, at work and what do they I've totally think? Had, what do they I've, I've totally used AI to like 
<laughs> make something uh-huh. work. For. But I mean, like, what do they think of like your your pursuits? What do they think of Liminal Earth and your majestic uh, your right. majestic efforts here? I'm gonna have to plead the fifth on this one. Really? <laughs> I think so. Why? Uh, um... You don't. Yeah, <laughs> but you haven't told people, or the, you have. Oh no, they know I do weird stuff. Yeah, but you don't think that the reception is it's not a warm reception towards it, or they 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 love it. I mean, I think they think I'm weird. I don't know. I don't. I want to speak on their behalf about it. Right. <laughs> yeah. I don't. Know. It's more about like not what they're saying about you. What's your feeling about it? Do you harbor? Well, I think a lot of us, like in our normal, like sort of, there's going to be a lot of people watching this now who have normal jobs. That when they come in after they've seen something incredible or experienced something or made a potion and they're going to feel like that they're not wanted or that they're Mm -hmm. out of place. And then a lot of these people probably find podcasts like this one or join Liminal Earth. I just I guess I'm wondering if like me, you ever have that feeling of insecurity around this or like, oh, boy, I'm. Maybe I'm on a different trip than these people in this room, or. Well, I think that I think the fact that I do stuff with beaver spit and make weird TikToks is because it's a defense mechanism about really being interested in this stuff mm. because people think you're weird. So at least it's like I'm going to make fun of myself a little bit mm. mm-hmm. um, in order to you know like be more of a clown in a way. Yeah. Um, in order in order to feel more comfortable about it. But also I do, I am interested in this stuff. So mm-hmm. I think it's like the, one of my defense mechanisms for like mm-hmm. feeling awkward. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. So yeah. yeah, it's probably not something that you actively also think about in every no. day. Right. Cause you're, you're doing your thing, you know? Right. And I, I don't know. Like, I would suggest to you as your friend that how you present is never in that way. You present as always someone that is just authentically yourself. Mm. So I never, like, read you as, like, maybe this is a defense mechanism for this dude. <laughs> That's why he's, like, in this phone booth at 5 in the morning for TikTok. No, but It's but, more like, this dude's making art. This is great. <laughs> but, yeah. But I do understand. Yeah, I understand what you're yeah, saying because I, I feel the same way. don't be a downer, but I think yeah. I... I just you talking about it made me think that maybe that is why I do that. You know, like I think I, you know, I, I would use humor in, in moments, sometimes inappropriately when I felt like nervous about something. So mm-hmm. I think that that is like why I'm, this is, you know, I dress up like a shrimp sometimes because I want people, <laughs> the other thing is I want people to feel like comfortable, like they cannot be too weird when they talk to me about their story. Like, yeah. I'm already doing weird stuff. You, you're you not going to out-weird me, you know? <laughs> so, like, don't – you can feel comfortable coming talk to the shrimp. Maybe that's a bad thing, too, sometimes. Like, uh, mm. I have a really serious story. I'm not going to talk to that shrimp guy. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I think <laughs> – I think that, uh, yeah, that is kind of like a, I want to give off that. Well, one thing aura. you do – but you take, like, what – what you do take very seriously amongst all of that play is that you want to have people having that same feeling as you. Yeah. Of like, hey, you're not going to outweird me. Don't worry about it. We're yeah. all on the same team here. Right. And you can get weird. And you can do art. And you can be yourself. 
And that's what one well, of I really want. Oh, go, no, go ahead. Yeah, no, that was just my first impression of meeting you, and I think how we became fast friends is because I immediately saw someone that was as weird as me potentially, <laughs> if not maybe even slightly weirder, and uh, that was reassuring to me because then I was able to tap into a weirder part of myself and create a time uh, traveling museum. <laughs> yeah, that was amazing. So, uh, but what were you gonna say? Okay, I was thinking about how. In high school, like some of my f- best memories were with my friends. They came up with this, but it was basically we'd go out at night, they'd flip a coin, and they'd t- tell us which direction to go. Or we, we had a, like a Xandar crystal ball mm-hmm. that we would, you know, wave your hand over from like a board game. Yeah. And it would tell you yes or no answers. And we would just go and we were like, we're going on a mystical journey and like whatever it tells us to do. And weird stuff would always happen. Like we have this like mindset. And I'm, I'm constantly chasing that feeling. Mm-hmm. Like, they, they like, blew my mind when we did this. And mm-hmm. it's, it was goofing off with your friends, but, it, like, that, that if you get into that mindset and that mode, I, I was always surprised at the, the crazy stuff that would happen. So yeah. I, I just want other people to know that they can do that. And I want to do more, show that and do more of it. That's, like, my main motivation. I think it's awesome. Man. Like that's like yeah. really what I'm. If I could be in that state, you can't be in that state as much. But I want to be in that state as much as possible. It's like yeah. my favorite thing to do. Yeah. All right. CQ CQ Whiskey India Five Hotel Echo Romeo. This is Wisher. W I five H E R. Made of PVC pipe, tape measures, and a ham radio, Garrett and I use a homemade antenna gun to shoot signals at Venus. With the only contact being made that night between two friends reconnecting under a starry sky. And I think that's the point. What's up? CQ Whiskey India 5 Hotel Echo Romeo. Whiskey India 5 Hotel Echo Romeo CQ CQ This is Garrett in Bremerton Please come back 